Alawapah, friends. It's the 11th day of might, year 175 of the Baha'i calendar, September 18th, 2018. Um, I'm going to read to you today uh, from the Tablets of Baha'u'llah revealed after the Kitab Yaqdas, pages 21 through 29, the Glad Tidings. This is the call of the All-Glorious, which is proclaimed from the supreme horizon in the prison of Akka. He is the expounder, the all-knowing, the all-informed. God, the true one, testifieth, and the revealers of his names and attributes bear witness that our sole purpose in raising the call and in proclaiming his supply and word is the ear of the entire creation may, through the living waters of divine utterance, be purged from lying tales and become attuned to the holy, the glorious and exalted word which hath issued forth from the repository of the knowledge of the maker of the heavens and the creator of names. Happy are they that judge with fairness. O people of the earth, the first glad tidings which the mother book hath in this most great revelation imparted unto all the peoples of the world is that the law of holy war has been blotted out from the book. Glorified be the all-merciful, the Lord of grace abounding, through whom the door of heavenly bounty hath been flung open in the face of all and are in he- that are in heaven and on earth. The second glad tidings, it is permitted that the peoples and kindreds of the world associate with one another with joy and radiance. O people, consort with the followers of all religions in a spirit of friendliness and fellowship. Thus hath the day star of his sanction and authority shone forth above the horizon of the decree of God, the Lord of the worlds. The third glad tidings concerneth the study of diverse languages. This degree hath formerly streamed forth from the pen of the Most High. It behooveth the sovereigns of the world, may God assist them, or the ministers of the earth, to take counsel together, and to adopt one of the existing languages, or a new one, to be taught to children in schools throughout the world, and likewise one script. Thus the whole earth will come to be regarded as one country." Well is it with him who hearkeneth unto his call, and observeth that whereunto he is bidden by God, the Lord of the mighty throne. The fourth glad tidings, should any of the kings, may God aid them, arise to protect and help this oppressed people, all must vie with one another in loving and in serving him. This matter is incumbent upon every one. Well is it with them that act accordingly. The fifth glad tidings, In every country where any of this people reside, they must behave towards the government of that country with loyalty, honesty, and truthfulness. This is that which hath been revealed at the behest of him who is the ordainer, the ancient of days. It is binding and incumbent upon the peoples of the world, one and all, to extend aid unto this momentous cause, which has come from the heaven of the will of the ever-abiding God that perchance the fire and animosity which blazeth in the hearts of some of the peoples of the earth may, through the living waters of divine wisdom and by virtue of heavenly counsels and exhortations, be quenched, and the light of unity and concord may shine forth and shed its radiance upon the world. We cherish the hope that through the earnest endeavors of such as are the exponents of the power of God, exalted be his glory, the weapons of war throughout the world may be converted into instruments of reconstruction and that strife and conflict may be removed from the midst of men. The sixth glad tidings is the establishment of the lesser peace, details of which have formerly been revealed from our most exalted pen. 
Great is the blessedness of him who upholdeth it and observeth whatsoever hath been ordained by God, the all-knowing, the all-wise. The seventh glad tidings, the choice of clothing and the cut of the beard and its dressing are left to the discretion of men. But beware, O people, lest you make yourselves the playthings of the ignorant. The eighth glad tidings, the pious deeds of the monks and priests among the followers of the Spirit, upon him be the peace of God, are remembered in his presence. In this day, however, let them give up the life of seclusion and direct their steps towards the open world and busy themselves with that which will profit themselves and others. We have granted them leave to enter into wedlock, that they may bring forth one who will make mention of God, the Lord of the seen and the unseen, the Lord of the exalted throne. The ninth glad tidings. When the sinner findeth himself wholly detached and freed from all save God, he should beg forgiveness and pardon from him. From him. Confession of sins and transgressions before human beings is not permissible, as it hath never been nor will ever be conducive to divine forgiveness. Moreover, such confession before people results in one's humiliation and abasement, and God, exalted be his glory, wishes not the, the humiliation of his servants. Verily he is the compassionate, the merciful. The sinner should, between himself and God, implore mercy from the ocean of mercy, beg forgiveness from the heaven of generosity, and say, O God, my God, I implore thee by the blood of thy true lovers, who are so enraptured by thy sweet utterance, that thou hasten into the pinnacle of glory, the sight of the most glorious martyrdom. And I, and I beseech thee by the mysteries which lie enshrined in thy knowledge, and by the pearls that are treasured in the ocean of thy bounty, to grant forgiveness unto me and unto my father and my mother. Of those who show forth mercy, thou art in truth the most merciful. No God is there but thee, the ever-forgiving, the all-bountiful. O Lord, thou seest this essence of sinfulness turning unto the ocean of thy favor, and this feeble one seeking the kingdom of thy divine power, and this poor creature inclining himself towards the day-star of thy wealth. By thy mercy and thy grace disappoint him not, O Lord, nor debar him from the revelations of thy bounty in thy days, nor cast him away from thy door which thou hast opened wide, to all that dwell on thy heaven and on thine earth. Alas, alas, my sins have prevented me from approaching the court of thy holiness, and my trespasses have caused me to stray far from the tabernacle of thy majesty. I have committed that which thou didst forbid me to do, and have put away what thou didst order me to observe. I pray thee by him who is the sovereign Lord of names, to write down for me with the pen of thy bounty that which will enable me to draw nigh unto thee and will purge me from my trespasses which have intervened between me and thy forgiveness and thy pardon. Verily thou art the potent, the bountiful, no God is there but thee, the mighty, the gracious. The tenth glad tidings, as a token of grace from God, the revealer of this most great announcement, we have removed from the holy scriptures and tablets the law prescribing the destruction of books. The eleventh glad tidings, it is permissible to study sciences and arts, but such sciences as are useful and would rebound to the progress and ad advancement of the people. Thus has it been decreed by him who is the ordainer, the all-wise. The twelfth glad tidings. It is enjoined upon every one of you to engage in some form of occupation, such as crafts, trades, and the like. 
We have graciously exalted your engagement in such work to the rank of worship unto God, the true one. Ponder ye in your hearts the grace and the blessings of God, and render thanks unto him at eventide and at dawn. Waste not your time in idleness and sloth. Occupy yourselves with that with that which profiteth yourselves and others. Thus hath it been decreed in this tablet, from whose horizon the day-star of wisdom and utterance shine resplendent. The most despised of men in the sight of God are those who sit idly and beg. Hold ye fast under the cord of material means, placing your whole trust in God, the provider of all means. When any one occupieth himself in a craft or trade, such occupation itself is regarded in the estimation of God as an act of worship, and this is not but a token of his infinite and all-pervasive bounty. The Thirteenth Glad Tidings The men of God's house of justice have been charged with the affairs of the people. They, in truth, are the trustees of God among his servants, and the daysprings of authority in his countries. O people of God, that which traineth the world is justice, for it is upheld by two pillars, reward and punishment. These two pillars are the sources of life to the world, inasmuch as for each day there is a new problem, and for every problem an expedient solution. Such affairs should be referred to the ministers of the house of justice, that they may act according to the deed and to the needs and requirements of the time. They that for the sake of God arise to serve his cause are the recipients of divine inspiration from the unseen kingdom. It is incumbent upon all to be obedient unto them. All matters of state should be referred to the house of justice, but acts of worship must be observed according to that which God has revealed in his book. O people of Baha, ye are dawning places of the love of God and the daysprings of his loving kindness. Defile not your tongues with the cursing and reviling of any soul, and guard your eyes against that which is not seemly. Set forth that which ye possess. If it be favorably received, your end is attained. If not, to protest is vain. Leave that soul to himself, and turn unto the Lord, the protector of the self-subsisting. Be not the cause of grief, much less of discord and strife. The hope is cherished that ye may obtain true education in the shelter of the tree of his tender mercies, and act in accordance with that which God desireth. Ye are all the leaves of one tree, and the drops of one ocean. The Fourteenth Glad Tidings It is not necessary to undertake special journeys to visit the resting places of the dead. If people of substance and affluence offer the cost of such journeys to the house of justice, it will be pleasing and acceptable in the presence of God. Happy are they that observe this, his precepts. The Fifteenth Glad Tidings Although a republican form of government profiteth all the peoples of the world, yet the majesty of kingship is one of the signs of God. We do not wish that the countries of the world should remain deprived thereof. If the sagacious combine the two forms into one, Great will be the reward in the presence of God. In former religions, such ordinances as holy war, destruction of books, and ban on association and companionship with other peoples, or on reading certain books, had been laid down and affirmed according to the exigencies of the time. However, in this mighty revelation, in this momentous announcement, the manifold bestowals and favors of God have overshadowed all men and from the horizon of the will of the ever-abiding Lord, 
his infallible decree hath prescribed that which he has set forth above. We yield praise unto God, hallowed and glorified be he, for whatsoever he hath graciously revealed in this blessed, this glorious and incomparable day, indeed if every one on earth were endowed with a myriad tongues and were to continually praise God and magnify his name, to the end that knoweth no end, their thanksgiving would not prove adequate for even one of the gracious favors we have mentioned in this tablet. Unto this beareth witness every man of wisdom and discernment, of understanding and knowledge. We earnestly beseech God, exalted be his glory, to aid the rulers and sovereigns who are the exponents of power and the daysprings of glory, to enforce his laws and ordinances. He is in truth the omnipotent, the all-powerful, he who is wont to answer the call of men. I'm going to close today with a prayer for detachment, written by the Bob. It's on the Baha'i Prayer Book, page 55. O Lord, unto thee I repair for refuge, and toward all thy signs I set my heart. O Lord, whether traveling or at home, and in my occupation or in my work, I place my whole trust in thee. Grant me then thy sufficing help, so as to make me independent of all things. O thou who art unsurpassed in thy mercy. Bestow upon me my portion, O Lord, as thou pleasest, and cause me to be satisfied with whatsoever thou hast ordained for me. Thine is the absolute authority to command. Thank you for tuning in to Scattering Angels today. I hope you'll tune in again. (laughs) Sorry. I hope you'll tune in again tomorrow. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening.